0: And they will share with us their actionable insights and best practices that can help empower you to create an engaged elite workforce. Here's the show. How can we attract
1: and retain elite talent for your organization? My name is C.T. from Engage Rocket. And with us today in the studio to help us answer that question is Lily Midman. Lily is the Senior Director of Talent Acquisition at The Morning Brew, a publication that I personally subscribe to, and I love reading it every day. It's like you have it with your coffee, literally. And I'm such a fan and it's it's so great to have Lily with us here in the studio today. Uh, welcome to the show, Lily.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So I'm doing a really bad job of selling The Morning Brew. Could you tell us a little bit more about what it does and, and uh, what you do at The Morning Brew?
2: Absolutely. A little background. We uh, were founded in 2015. Our our founders, uh, Austin and Alex, were at the University of Michigan. They were business students and they felt like there wasn't digestible and engaging news content for the young professionals. So they saw a, a gap in the market there and started creating a business newsletter for their friends and other students at the University of Michigan. They saw it was really successful and decided this is it. And here we are seven, almost eight years later. So our flagship newsletter is something that we have a lot of brand loyalty to. We have over 4 million subscribers that get our newsletter at 6 a.m. or before 6 a.m. And it just is like short blurbs on what's going on in the news. And and really since then, we've taken off into the direction of a, a media company. We have several other B2B publications. We have podcasts. We have video content, huge social media following. And that's where we are today.
1: I want to specifically call out HR Brew for our listeners. If you haven't subscribed already, like this is the time, guys. Like, what are you waiting for? And I love Lily, how you referred to the readership as young professionals. Thank you. I haven't been in a while, but yeah. Uh, so, you're senior director of talent acquisition. What all do you do at the Morning Brew? Because I can't imagine that it's just recruiting.
2: Or the big bulk of my job description, I'd say, is hiring elite talent to join one of our our various teams here at Morning Brew. Some of that includes. Our reporters and editors who actually obviously create the content for our newsletters. But as I mentioned, we have podcasts and video content and social media. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of folks that uh, that we need for for those teams. We've people on product, We obviously finance people. We' have a huge sales team, which is how we can keep growing and growing. But outside of just hiring, uh, I do some stuff on talent management and specifically how to retain elite talent and partner up with some of the other folks on the HR side to do compensation analysis again, which is a, a huge part of making sure that we're equitable and we're to market. And I, I sit on the people ops team, so I, I also take part in all things company culture. How do we keep people happy here? And how do we attract, again, attract elite talent? Obviously some of that is by just having really exciting company culture and perks and benefits.
1: You guys have quite a wide variety of different type of talent. So tell us a little bit more about any kind of game-changing realizations you've had around both attracting and retaining elite talent.
2: Attracting, I would say the first part of it, which I obviously can't take too much credit from, from myself, is having really strong brand loyalty. Um, I think that I was the first uh, recruiter here at Morning Brew or the first person that sat in talent acquisition side at all. And just seeing the transformation from when I started in November 2020 to now, so almost three years, it's just been really cool to see how people were not quite as familiar with Morning Brew then as they are now. Now when I reach out to people and, and share our job, they're really excited about the brand and they're familiar with the brand. So obviously that in itself helps attract really exciting talent. But something that we're doing, another, I would say, game-changing realization and I'm sure it's not rocket science, is figuring out also how to be really inclusive and equitable in our job search and being really intentional about including diverse communities and and making sure that our teams are really diverse as well. I think that makes a really strong team and, and builds a really strong company culture. But in addition to that, I think that also helps retain people as well. I think people are really happy when they feel like they're with a lot of representation.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. How do you go about ensuring that you're casting a net that's wide enough in some of these diverse communities? Because that's not always easy to do. And then not only that, you once you have cast that net, you've got to also convince them that Morning Brew is an environment that embraces that level of diversity and to, to attract them to it. Talk me through a little bit about how you go about doing that.
2: We try to immerse ourselves in some of these communities and obviously you can't get join a, a network that you're not necessarily represented in, but we partner up with them and as, as far as adding our jobs to their job boards and creating content for their websites so that, again, that's just some brand recognition. So we have partnerships with I think every year we pick about four or so diversity networks where we are utilizing their platform by posting our jobs, creating content, getting involved in any sort of like virtual events or hiring events or job fairs. A lot of them have Slack channels that we try to engage with their talent there. But I think just again, casting a wide net of where our job being posted, we don't just post our job on on LinkedIn. We utilize these platforms. There's also a lot of ones that are just like, you paid. Post your job there. So we do cast a really wide net in hopes that we're getting that every single job we post is getting a really diverse pool of talent as well.
1: I think you've gotten through to engaging with those communities. Once you get them through the interview process, is there anything specific that you guys do to ensure uh, as little bias as possible in that process?
2: We implemented interview standardization last year. So every person that is interviewed gets these is evaluated on the same criteria there's obviously a little box to say for anything that's specific about the candidate and do you recommend them to move forward but as far as what our our uh, employees are asking on interviews and what they're how they're providing feedback it's on the same criteria so for example one of our questions is are they a team player or how's their communication do you feel they're a cultural fit and that's a really tricky question and what we're not looking for is do feel like they're a fit because that's obviously there's a lot of bias around that. But what we're asking is, do we feel like they'd be a fit based on our core values? So not just do you like them? Could you imagine getting a drink with them after work? So that's been really helpful for us. And I think that what I think what's really cool about that as well is that it's really guided some of our younger employees on how to conduct interviews as well. So I think that there, there's been a lesson as well for. of our more junior folks here at the company that may just be interviewing for their first time
0: and
1: beyond the interview questions is there a way that there are multiple people that are providing their input to minimize individual biases and then yeah is there anything special that you guys do through the offer and onboarding process as well
2: so we always have a pretty robust interview schedule i would say i would say at the very minimum and maybe even for just a really junior role they're meeting about three people at a very minimum and for some of our more senior positions there's five rounds and they're meeting seven or eight people we always make sure that by the time we're getting to a late stage that there's two or three people that they may decide between so it's definitely gone through a lot of people we hope and again we try to do this organically but we hope our interview panels are diverse which again shows anyone that we're interviewing what it might be like to work here Morning Brew, which is another good point. Some of our content that we put out, we we really try to give a, a full rounded picture of what it is like to work in Morning Brew, because I do think, again, you can do everything right in the interview process, but people want to know, are they going to feel included? Are they going to feel like there's a sense of belonging once they join the team?
1: And now you've done all the hard work to bring these guys in to the organization. How do you go about retaining them, making them feel engaged? having them work well together as teams of very diverse people.
2: I sit on the people operations team, so I work with our SVP of people ops, our director of HR, a people ops coordinator and an office manager and collectively we really focus on what is it like to work at Morning Brew and making sure that it's a really great experience. A, is it fun because again as I mentioned this we cater towards young professionals, so as you can imagine those are the types of people that like to work here. So A, is it going to be fun? B, once people are here, do they feel that there's a sense of inclusivity and belonging? So one of the things that we've done is create ERGs. We have, I believe, five or six of them. And there's no pressure to join. It's optional. But for those looking to find other folks like themselves here, there is a place to go. And in addition to that, we have a culture club. We do a lot of really awesome lunch and learns where we're hearing different people speak about their experiences, whether it's just in life or in the workplace, again, to give a a well-rounded idea of who the different types of people are that work here and how they may identify. We do really fun virtual events. For example, recently we did a drag bingo, which was really fun for the company. We had a ton of people that, that joined. So we just try to find really fun ways of incorporating all the different types of folks that we may or may not have here. And even if we don't, just we may down the line or just giving our company a really good idea of sort of the different diversities that are out there and and how to help make people feel included.
0: Wow. It's been a great conversation so far. Make sure you join the HR Impact Community where we gather a community of HR leaders just like you. This is a space where top people leaders share actionable insights and practical playbooks. Sign up today as a member for the community, get updates on the latest HR resources and exclusive event invites. You can join the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR And now back to the show.
1: Okay. So it sounds like uh, definitely the idea of fun. Uh, I love that, that drag bingo. That sounds over cool. And, uh, you know, when, when, when we use that word fun at work, it conjures up these images of these entitled Gen Zs for just kind of being super selective and about the kind of work that they're, they're actually doing and, you know, worrying about, okay, when's the next happy hour or whatever it is. Right. Uh, how does Morning Brew balance that uh, sense of a fun culture with that sense of we're doing something great together and engaged and productive in the stuff that we're doing, but at the same time, after hours or whatever it is, we're able to have fun together in a way that doesn't feel like the boss is forcing all of us.
2: We actually just have a really great group of people that are excited to come to work and are excited about the product. So I don't think we get a lot of that in in the middle of the day or interfering with people's work, but we do have, it's certainly not every week, but we do try to have regular opportunities for people to socialize together, whether it's just something small in the office after business hours or a bigger event that people can take part of. We've done things in the past, like, like field day, for example. So it's not necessarily going to a bar or having drinks at the office. We try to really have a, again, a pretty well-rounded, rounded rounded options for how people can get involved. And we do things like escape the virtual escape the room, the things like that. So again, we, we encourage people to take, when we do offer these, to take their break from their work, shut their Slack off, shut their email off and actually engage. But then everyone's pretty much expected to go back to work right after that.
1: On top of these random moments of fun, it sounds like the Morning Brew also pays a lot of attention to defining career ladders, growth trajectories and internal transfers for individuals. Tell me a little bit more about how you guys think about that and how you match that with the career aspirations of each individual employee?
2: It's a huge task, obviously. We have over 200 people at our company and everybody's really curious, as I'm sure you can imagine, about what it looks like to go into the next role and the next roles after that. It's a really big project that we're just kicking off now. It's us working with senior leaders who, there's one senior leader for every department, working with senior leaders to define what those, for each position, what that career ladder looks like. And then it's up to us on the HR side, define loosely what comps attached to that. So that again, people have some kind of an idea what they can expect down the line. Obviously people are excited about the fun when it comes to morning brew, but everybody wants to know that there is growth opportunity for them. And that's something that we're really excited about as well. And one thing that we have done this year, especially is we've done a bunch of internal transfers. So it was something that We do engagement surveys twice a year. And one thing that we had heard about in the last engagement survey is that people were wondering, do we promote that? Would they be jeopardizing their position by letting us know that they were interested in another position here at the company? And for us, we're really excited about that. We want people to feel like there's a lot of growth trajectory for them and a lot of opportunity, even if it's outside of the position or the team that they're in right now. But I believe we had about four internal transfers already this year and it's definitely something that we're encouraging and I do believe that also helps with retaining our employees that we really love
1: here. You, You did mention the employee engagement survey so you do that what what twice a year as a means of listening and you also we also discussed a little bit about mentorships previously so how do you guys go about doing this in a way that is not forced?
2: It's tough and In general, just about everything other than certain federal regulated trainings or surveys is optional. So we don't really force anybody into anything that they're not excited to do. One of those things is ERGs. We don't force anybody into joining. We don't force anybody to be a part of the culture club. We don't force anybody to go to lunch and learn. We really want people to be there because they want to be there. But one thing, another thing that we had learned from the engagement surveys was that people were interested in a mentorship program. Again, it was a volunteered uh, opportunity on both the mentor and mentee side. And we tried to pair people up with somebody outside of their uh, department. So again, they could be really candid about what their questions were. And we paired people that were on a little bit more junior side with a little bit more senior side. Perhaps the, the more senior mentors could provide some direction and mentorship to the younger folks of A, how to navigate difficult conversations at work. That was a really big topic. How to negotiate, that's a really big topic. And just generally, like, how do you feel the company's doing? What do you hear about in your conversations? Since of course the more senior people are having conversations with uh, more senior people in the company. So that that's been a that was a fun pro- program that we had this summer. We did it, it was just, I think, three months. And it, and again, I'm sure people that felt like maybe there wasn't chemistry um, with their mentor, but it was really up to the mentee to Set the cadence of how often maybe they would meet um, and come prepared with questions as well. So it was really them leading the the conversation.
1: If you were to boil down everything around attracting and retaining elite talent in the morning room into some kind of actionable steps or framework, what are some of the key principles that you would say that you guys hold on to? Definitely that choice and that optional element towards uh, giving people that optionality and what they join and what they sign up for. That sounds like a big thing that came across to me. The other one was having I guess related to that is the diversity not just of the individuals that you work with, but also just the kind of programs that you have available to you. How would you describe all of this and condense it into some kind of framework or takeaway for the listeners?
2: I think focusing on having a really strong employer brand is the the first key to retaining Elite talent and making sure people really know who you are and what you're about, in addition to obviously having your name out there, but having a really clear mission statement and letting people know again what it's like to work there. So one of the things we do is we have our benefits and perks in our job description. So we let people know up front, this is what it's like to work here. These are some of the awesome perks that we have. And and we intentionally try to make ours really unique so that people may feel that's a something that may make them lean towards Morning Brew versus another opportunity if they're in that position. DEI is a huge one, not just obviously signing up for all of these networks and Slack channels and going to job fairs, but really engaging with the communities. And again, that sort of helps with your employer brand as well. It makes people excited to apply to your jobs. So that's on the on the attracting side. On the retaining side, I just think it's about listening to your employees. Again, engagement surveys were huge for us and we really take it to heart. We kind of tally where what are we hearing over and over again and how can we actionably act on this so the engagement surveys again that's how we heard about the RGs that's how we heard people wanted mentorship programs we asked them how often do they want to have lunch and learns how often do they want to hear from um, folks from some protected classes and, and what their experiences are like so I, I think it's just about listening to your employees and just trying to really deliver on it.
1: Excellent. it. So you've shared a lot today, and I'm sure our listeners are going to have lots of questions to follow up on what you said. So if they wanted to find you, uh, what's the best way for them to do so?
2: You can find me on LinkedIn, Lily Mittman. I am the only one at Morning Brew. So you can find me there. And if you're interested in checking out Morning Brew's content, we have a really awesome TikTok. We have awesome Instagram content. So I would send you in that direction. We have some really fun creators. That's something that's unique to us that I would look for and follow and get to know us a little bit and hopefully sign up for our newsletter.
1: Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you so much for hanging with us today. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure you leave us a review and tune in the next time on the HR Impact Show where we cover more actionable tips on doing more with less in HR. I've been CT and it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Impact Show. We hope you liked the conversation don't forget to continue supporting us by joining the HR Impact community you can find the community at wwwengagerocket.co/hrimpact Tune in next time where we'll have another guest who's going to share with us the game-changing insights that help them build high performing teams.